Thank you for listening to the Kaufman Chamber of Commerce podcast. Our Chamber of Commerce exists to be a catalyst for business growth, a convener of leaders and influencers who make things happen, and a champion for a stronger community. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Good morning. We're here at Community Life Church in Kaufman, Texas uh, with my friend David Parker. This is going to be the first in a series of interviews with members of the local Chamber of Commerce. It's an opportunity to let you get to know some of the people who live and work and provide service here in our community. Uh, Obviously, this is going to be going out on social media, and so uh, please, if you're watching this, take just a second to like and share this with any of your friends who might also be interested. Uh, But getting back to today's guest, David Parker is the owner and operator of Parker Ashworth Funeral Homes here in Kaufman, Texas. So, David, I want you to introduce yourself and just tell us, starting off, a little bit about your business. Okay. I'm David Parker and I'm the president and owner of Parker Ashworth Funeral Home here in Kaufman. We uh, started our business here in Kaufman in 1997 and built the business and have grown uh, since then, increased nearly every year that we've been in business for the past 20 years. How did you decide to locate in Kaufman? The I used to work for another company and I was the uh, Uh, vice president for that company and in my region for this larger company uh, the Kaufman the funeral other funeral home in Kaufman was located here in Kaufman and it was under my wing so believe it or not there were some things that came up where we decided that Kaufman would be we could would be the best place for us to grow our business was in Kaufman what what were some of the things that led to that decision of deciding that Kaufman would be an ideal location for your new business? Well, we saw the growth that was coming to Kaufman and then the other business that was here in Kaufman. As when I was over it, had, was we were having a hard time of, of finding people that would want to work here in Kaufman. And due to the type of business we run, a, the funeral business is also a personal business and you get to know your clients and what have you, and they like to see the same face every time. So that's the reason, one of the reasons we located in Kaufman. Uh, where were you previously? I previously was in Terrell, and I had, when I worked for the other corporation, I had several locations under my uh, wing, but in uh, Kaufman was one of those locations. Well, tell us a little bit about you, your background. Tell us uh, where you grew up and uh, how you came to get in that business in the first place. Well, I was born in raised in Terrell. I started out on a dairy and then we, my folks, we moved to town and I went to Terrell schools and a lot of things happened when I I was very active and so when I was going to school I also had several other jobs. One of, I worked at a dairy mart, I worked at Sears Roebuck and uh, I was also in the high school band and one of the band members his father loaned his truck to the band to carry the instruments to out-of-town games. And his father worked part-time uh, for the local funeral home. And the young man told me, he said, hey, Parker, uh, there's a job opening at the funeral home that'll fit right into your schedule. So I said, okay, well, I went and got the job. And so what I'd do is in the mornings at five o'clock in the morning, I'd get up, I'd go to Sears Roebuck and unload a truck, and then I'd get on a school bus. I also drove a school bus part-time. Then I'd go to school and then uh, come back, go to Sears Roebuck, and then go back to the funeral home. And I stayed at the funeral home from 6 o'clock 
till five in the morning, slept there. On the weekends off, I worked at the Dairy Mart. So I was, I was pretty active. Well, when I graduated from high school, I went to Texas Tech in Lubbock and I was sitting in an English class at seven in the morning and the professor said, called on me and I sound asleep. So I said, this is crazy. And I, there was a blonde headed girl sitting next to me and she, and I said, you know, I can go home and work at a funeral home and make more money than being a school teacher. So that's what I did. And, and a lot of people said, well, why, why go back? Well, it, I was, when I first started there, I was curious on how things worked and got interested in it. And then, like I say, went to tech and decided, you know, my calling maybe is back to the funeral business. So I went back to Terrell and then I went to mortuary school and graduated from there and been doing that ever since. And what year was that? Uh, 72. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell us uh, uh, some of the things that people might not know uh, about the business itself. One of the things I thought about anticipating our interview is uh, I'm an attorney by trade. This is not my day job. Um, and so very often you and I are dealing with people at some of the most emotional, mm -hmm. difficult times in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and also obviously it, you don't work a regular nine to five job. There's no. there's no telling when you're going to be called on. My family's right. used your services a number of times, and uh, obviously, you know that's a big deal for you or somebody from your company to be there as quickly as possible, helping the family during that difficult time. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that process. Uh, you know the the, the service, uh, not just the arrangements, but counseling and kind of holding the family's hand through that process. Well. We do that, and, and I try to do my best. And when the people walk, when a family walks through my front door, they're upset and believe, and I am the last person they want to see. And a lot of times when they see me, reality sinks in. You know, hey, this is, this is happening. It's really happening. It's really happening. So we go in, and of course we ask the various questions, and I try to get to know this family. We try to get kind of personal with them. And the interesting thing is, is I'm in a room and doors closed and there's other people sitting out in the foyer. And like my wife one time was sitting out in the foyer and she says, you beat all I've ever seen. And they come in upset, emotionally upset, and then y'all are in there laughing. I said, I'm doing my job. I'm making them feel comfortable with me. So that's part of the, the counseling. And then you want to arrange services that will fit their means, that will right. make them more comfortable. You, you don't want to always be necessarily in control. Let them uh, choose and pick what they feel comfortable with that fits that particular lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in your industry since you started? Right now, the biggest changes is, is the cremation. Cremation rates are up. Uh, that's because I feel like society's changed and it's kind of, uh, uh, we're in a, hurry up and get this over mode. And, and so that's, the cremation is it's quick, it's simple, hurry up and get it over with. I, I've noticed that mm -hmm. as well with just some of the services I've attended. You think there used to be a, maybe a taboo on that that doesn't exist anymore? Right, right. And, and the simplicity of it is what they're liking. But it's not exactly what everybody, you, you do need closure. And sometimes that cremation is not a very good closure. 
So now people are going back. They're still having a traditional service, but the cremation instead of the cemetery is what they're doing. And then they're having memorial services, and that gives them more closure when they're doing that. Yeah. No, that's one of the things that I, I've noticed. I don't want to say cookie cutter, but in years past, it was almost kind of tradition that uh, you'd have a, a service with a casket within a day or two of someone's passing, mm -hmm. and then typically a graveside service. Uh, and now sometimes we're seeing memorial services that may happen weeks or even months. Mm -hmm after someone has passed, right. is that becoming more common? Very much more common. Even our visitation normally you would have in the past, you'd have a visitation before the night before. Well, that has reduced now, and now they're having the visitation the same day of the service. That way, if you have family from out of town or something, they only have to come to the funeral home right. but one time, so it's more convenient. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's unpleasant to talk about, but the Cajuns have a saying that nobody gets out of this thing alive. <laughs> That's so, right, they don't. <laughs> so, so what should people uh, be planning for, things that they could do ahead of time, either on their own behalf or you know, for a family member or a loved one that may be reaching that stage in life that would make that easier that you can help them with? Well, we can help them. They can plan all this ahead of time, what they want, and then they can also be able to spend however much or however less they they want and not to sound too repetitious but that gives the children or whoever the survivors are they know what that person wanted they don't have to go in and say well what did mama or what did daddy want they mom and dad have already made that right deal and, and i expect you see that a lot someone that it's unpleasant to think about. It's right. often unpleasant to talk about. Right. But is that something that you deal with on a regular basis where uh, the family member survivors come in and really they've not taken that opportunity to talk with the deceased about what their wishes were for a service? And, and how, how can you kind of help folks with that? Well, we just we go back to their lifestyle and see, well, hey, did is this the way he had picked out what were his favorite songs or something in church, what was the minister and what have you, that visited that person maybe when they were sick or something. So that's how we can help. Plus we have a brochure that we can hand out. If somebody, anybody comes in, we can give them this brochure and then they can do it in the privacy of their home. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this, but what, <laughs> Give us some examples of maybe some of the more unusual requests people have made as part of their service. Well, unusual, it depends. And I'm going to tell you this, it depends. And you knew the previous funeral director here in town and, and uh, you know, he was the old tradition, my way, you know. But there were times where people wanted to be put, we've had people want to, the casket go to the cemetery in the back of a school bus, on a fire truck, or even even in on a uh, uh, popping Jenny tractor, we've had to, we've been able to do that. So that's unusual or a little different. That's fine, you know. Uh, whatever we can make that arrangement for, we'll do it. Anything that you haven't been able to accommodate that you can think of, or uh, not off the top of my head, you know, we they hadn't got that far out there yet. I guess is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have been a, a past president and a longtime member of the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us how you first got involved with the Chamber and, and how uh, that has affected or helped your business. 
Well, when we came here in 97, uh, a good friend of mine, Johnny Murray, he said, David, the first thing you need to do is contact the Chamber of Commerce. Well, Lee Ayers was the chamber manager at the time, and buddy, when you called Lee Ayers, you better get ready, because he's gonna put you to work. And that's how I got interested in, and involved with the Chamber of Commerce was because of Johnny Murray and, and Lee Ayers. And I'm trying to remember now, you've, you've been the chairman twice now? Is twice, that right? uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, just tell our friends a little bit of it, from your experience, some of the things that the chamber does, you particularly as the, as the chairman, uh, how the chamber uh, helps to grow the community or help, helps local businesses. Well, I think the chamber will stand beside you uh, if you're a member of that chamber, and, we, and they work well with the EDC, the Economic Development Commission. And uh, if, you, if you need some help, just like the podcast, you've got that, you've got that resource, and, and then we have uh, networking. And believe it or not, the networking does help and helps to grow your business because even when I go to the networking and you meet somebody new with a new business in town and you don't necessarily have that resource, you can go to them, so the networking helps. Uh, the chamber does, uh, does promote, it does help you with the uh, city, the Kaufman City Council and that sort of thing too. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about building relationships because in your business, you want to, again, at that very emotional moment, you want to do business and, and have somebody taking care of you that you know and mm -hmm. that you've got some past relationship right. with. Right. Um, we'll wrap up with a, a couple of rapid fire questions. I'm going to put you on the spot, okay? You go, okay. <laughs> uh, boxers or briefs? Boxers. What was your first car? Uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass. If you could have only one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Steak. And so, folks, you've gotten to know my friend, <laughs> David Parker. Um, appreciate you joining us once again, wrapping up. If you're watching this, please take a second to like and share it with your friends. Thank you, David. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>